I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Try this on for size. How about Judd and Doogie? Because it's scoops time here. Declan along as well. I was gonna put you in there. Just don't, don't worry. I was just trying to, you know, because it's like a, a like you're tipping pitches. The, I'm sorry. Minnesota sports is flowing through the blood of Mackie and Judd, and that's not fair to Doogie or Declan because we we all love sports in this town. All right, Darren, let's get right to it. You spent extensive time with um, Twins Chief uh, Baseball Officer Derek Falvey last week. There's a lot to get to. There's a team that is now half a game behind Cleveland, a game under 500. Questions about Sonny Gray. Questions about the intent on what this team might do. Where would you like to start? Well, how about the latter thing that you just tossed out? What this team might do heading into the August 1st trade deadline. Regardless of what the record is right now, Judd, they are going to buy. The question is, how aggressive will they buy? Heck, I just saw a quote from Nolan Arenado, who I think would fit in very well here, who says, hey, it's possible I may get chipped out, right? We wonder about Paul Goldschmidt. I will be surprised if the Twins make an all-in move like Arenado, like Goldie, here in the next few weeks. But I do expect them to be pretty aggressive in adding a righty bat and at least one reliever. I was with Derek Falvey, as you mentioned, for a good 25 to 30 minutes, about 18 minutes on camera, then a little bit off camera, before the series opener on Friday against Baltimore. So at that point, Things were a little bit more, I don't know. Hunky-dory. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, right? There was a little bit more optimism, right? Then they get spanked over the weekend. But the way you look at it, Judd, is they still think there is a pathway to not only making the playoffs, but then being that three seed, hosting the first round of the playoffs at Target Field, that they have the easiest remaining schedule in the game. Now, if you continue to play like this, who the heck cares who you are playing? We all understand that. But from their standpoint, they feel like that they can still do some damage the rest of this year. Whatever you think of the Guardians, they can't score. And I get it. They don't strike out. The Twins are still on pace to set a major league record for strikeouts. The Guardians are the opposite. They don't strike out. Yet the Twins still have scored more runs. And the Guardians, although it's close. I mean, the Twins right now are 24th in the majors. Cleveland is what, 26th or 27th? I think everybody would agree the Twins pitching staff is better than Cleveland's. Not that Cleveland's isn't good, but the Twins is really, really good. So I know you're calling for Rocco's head. I know you're calling for a Sunny Gray trade. 
But I just don't sense either is happening anytime soon. What What was your uh, reaction then on Sunday, I think, before the game in which the Twins got spanked by the Orioles, gave up, what, 15 runs? Um, Falvey met with the media. So this is after he met with you on Friday and was asked about, you know, plans for potential additions of bats. And Falvey's response was that the guys in that room are going to have to turn this thing around. Was that blowing smoke? Or do you think that there is a chance that they are, you know, not going to stand completely pat, but that they're not going to make any significant moves and just hope that Correa and Buxton get going? Well, definitely that. I mean, Derek said it multiple times, turned a corner on some different questions I asked about, hey, we will go the rest of the way as Buxton goes, as Correa goes. He also threw Max Kepler and even Jorge Polanco into his answer. So I do not foresee any sort of significant move, but can I see them bringing in an Adam Duvall type, Candelario from the Nationals, somebody like that, a righty bat that can help? Yes, but that's where I pause on some big move, like an Otani type move, a Goldschmidt type move, an Arenado type move. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I just, that's where I pause big time, but. I do think when you look at their lack of success, you know, from the right side of the plate against some of these lefty pitchers, I mean, the lineup overall can use help, right? But specifically, if you look at OPS, all that stuff, all the metrics, right, that they can use another righty bat. So I certainly got the sense leaving that conversation on Friday with Falvey that that very much is on his radar. They were in conversations with Kansas City about Araldis Chapman a couple weeks ago before he went to Texas, but it never got to the point of the Royals asking the Twins for certain prospects. Talks never got, you know, even an inch off the ground, but the Twins certainly had dialogue with Kansas City. But I'll also tell you, my sense is the more the Twins researched Chapman, there was some pause on Chapman, the person. Like, is that a guy you want to bring into your clubhouse? Plus, there is a sense... That Kansas City, even though the Twins and Royals connected on the Michael A. Taylor trade, yep. that that took a long time. Like, that took months, right? I mean, we look at that trade and say, you know, pretty minute, all things considered, even though Taylor's had a pretty big impact the way this season has played out. But in the moment, it was like, okay, you know, that's not right. that big of a deal. Well, that took months that J.J. Piccolo, who runs the Royals front office, is very old school in his approach, not big on making trades within the division. Plus one of the prospects, I don't have the names in front of me. They got two guys from the Rangers organization, but that one of the guys is a guy they absolutely targeted. So that was a specific target from the Rangers organization. So that's how the Rangers and Royals came together on that transaction. But that just points to the twins are definitely interested in adding a reliever in the next couple of weeks. Dukes, is there, do you expect any changes by the time they resume play in Oakland? Whether that's uh, I don't I don't I don't see them blowing out David Popkins, but I know Joey Gallo's on this one year deal. They don't really owe Joey Gallo anything. Max Kepler's name I know has come up a little bit behind the scenes as well. Do you expect any changes by the time the second half of the season resumes this weekend? So Declan, you mentioned Kepler behind the scenes. I think that's more fan chatter, right? Heck, I'm on the record saying it's easy for me to say it, but I would DFA Kepler. You're not picking up. That option for ten and a half or whatever it is, million dollars next year, somewhere in that ballpark that I don't see Kepler here next year. So why not go ahead and DFA him now? Get Matt Walner in this lineup that he is okay. rotting away at AAA. 
right? And I think a lot of people agree with me. Not everybody, but I'll tell you this much. Falvey was very, very direct how big a fan he is of Max Kepler. And he believes in Max, especially defensively. You think about that catch he made in the corner in Baltimore. He had a really nice catch late in Pablo Lopez's last start. That phenomenal start against the Royals last week that Derek absolutely values the defense there. But I just don't sense Derek is ready to cut the cord on Kepler or on Gallo. Heck, if you do that, Declan, you're admitting failure, right? Now, we can see it, right? But you're the one who signed Kepler to this contract extension. You're the one who signed Gallo to this one-year $11 million deal. I'm not even sure who they were bidding against on Gallo. I spoke with Gallo a couple weeks ago in the clubhouse I forget the question I, I let him into the answer with. wanted you, Joey? But, like, he was like, yeah, I really didn't have much of a market. I mean, at one point, the Blue Jays kicked the tires. The Rockies were said to have some interest. But I'm not even sure who the Twins were bidding against to have to give him $11 million. Now, in the moment, I'll admit, I thought the Gallo signing was a good one. That He had this every other year thing going. He was really good in 19, not so much the condensed season in 20. Really good in 21. Not good in 22. So I thought maybe the pattern would continue that he was due for a good year, odd number year, 23. But that hasn't played out. But I'm just telling you, Declan, I just don't get the sense that they are ready to DFA Gallo or Kepler. So I'll be surprised. But it's certainly on my radar. Trust me. Because Matt Walner needs to be in the lineup now. Is Trevor Larnick still third on the team and runs batted in? And I get it. Runs batted in is a product of having opportunities, guys on base. But is Trevor Larnick, can you look that up, Declan? Is he still third? He's probably on the team in RBIs. Miranda, I think, is still up there in terms of at-bats and whatnot, too. So, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see both those guys in the Twins lineup. I really would Friday in the Bay Area against Oakland. But, no, there's there's no steam on that. But trust me, it's very much on my radar. Maybe I'll have a different answer for you on Thursday. But right now, no. Matt Walner, I can tell you personally, doesn't have any sense that he's rejoining the Twins anytime real, real soon. He's got to be going crazy too. Because, sure. I mean, he's oh, yeah. been gone, gone through an incredible mm-hmm. stretch. Um, so, Dukes, on on Sunday during the first couple in- innings of the game, I saw my former Star Tribune colleague Jim Suhan uh, go off and talk to Joe Polat. And I thought Joe Polat had some pretty interesting comments about patience, lack there thereof, very unpolad like compared to uh, um, Jim or probably Carl as well. What did you make of that? And what do you what do you sense now from behind the scenes is transpiring here? Because I will say this. Joe Pollard, my guess, is watches Falvey a lot closer and on a daily basis than Jim did. And Derek, to what you're you're saying, and this is a pattern, is incredibly stubborn. Like he doesn't like to admit mistakes. You know, sports is all about mistakes and then trying to cut bait. Derek doesn't do that well. What's your sense as to what is transpiring here as we now have a pole ad in charge who probably is a lot more of a baseball operations type of guy as opposed to guys who, as Patrick said, worked in a bank with Carl or Jim didn't have an office at Target Field. Joe Polad does. Yeah, I mean, Joe is there on a regular basis. You're right. He has the office at Target Field. He spent time in the last couple of years, specifically in the baseball operations department. So he has a real good feel of how things operate. I did see those comments. Heck, I put a request in for Joe. I ended up talking with Derek on Friday, but I thought, hey, I was trying to fill some TV time, my anchoring duties, my TV duties on Sunday. So I was looking for an extended conversation. So I put a request in. I said, hey, you know, if Joe's available, we'll take him. If Derek's available, Thad, 
somebody higher up. I ended up with Derek, which was plenty fine. I appreciate the twins for for making Derek available. But Joe was on my radar, so good get by Jim on Sunday. I still need to see the actions to back up those words. I'm just telling you, Joe. Like, you see the Yankees cut the cord on on their hitting coach. They bring in Sean Casey, one of my favorite people. I haven't talked to Sean in a while, but got to know him after he took the MLB Network job. Love Sean. You know, and he's got the history with, with Boone. You know, going back to to when they were teammates and all that, I just don't sense Popkins is in trouble. I really don't. I'm not saying maybe it doesn't get to that point. I'm not ruling it out, but I'm just saying right now, no. And so Joe can say everything he wants to Jim, right? But until the actions back up the words, and I get it where you're coming from, Judd. I respectfully disagree on the idea of firing Rocco, but like that hasn't even entered like the stratosphere of thought over there at Target Field. Dudes, what's the plan with uh, Dallas Keuchel? I know you caught up with him at AAA in St. Paul uh, last week as well. Is is the plan for him to eventually be on the big league roster? I could, if, if they do trade Sonny Gray, obviously you can maybe make the case that, hey, you slide in Dallas Keuchel, a former Cy Young winner. What's the long-term plan, I guess, with Dallas Keuchel? Nothing going on the Sonny Gray trade front. Like, Declan, the way that thing is trending is they'll ride this thing out because they do have that easiest remaining schedule that they feel yep. like, hey, we can still do something in October with this pitching staff. And hey, season ends. We extend Sonny a qualifying offer. If he wants to accept it, we'll happily take him back in 2024, approximately $20 million on a one-year deal. The Twins would love to have Sonny Gray back in 2024, one year, $20 million. I would imagine he would say no to the qualifying offer, enter unrestricted free agency, sign elsewhere. The question is, can he get that Chris Bassett contract that he got from Toronto, three years, $63 million. But that he would get a multi-year deal, leave the Twins, the Twins get a pretty good draft pick right after extending him the qualifying offer. But there just there isn't any trade steam. What I can see happening is Dallas Keuchel has an opt-out at the end of this month. Bailey Ober has been phenomenal, but he could use a rest at some point. If you look at his previous workload, innings pitched, innings, pitches yep. thrown, yep. that you could skip him a turn in the rotation. Or go for a stretch with a six-man rotation. But I think more likely five-man, skip over, give him a little rest because you want Bailey at his best September into October. So the way this thing is trending, yeah, the walks are concerning, but the way this thing is trending is the Twins will give Dallas Keuchel an opportunity before that opt-out at the end of the month. Interesting stuff. More Twins or should we go on to Timberwolves, Dukes? Well, I mean... I'm glad that they drafted Walker Jenkins on Sunday night. You know, there was some chatter. Hey, would they try to cut a deal with a college bat then invest that money in pick 34? Well, they went with Walker Jenkins. This was a consensus top five. There was a case to be made that any of the top five could have been the number one overall pick in other years. That's how deep, how good the top of this 2023 draft class is. So the Twins did what they should have done. There was going to be one of those five guys sitting there at pick five. That was the guy. And so they took him. Great feedback. I had a nice conversation yesterday with former twin Doug Minkiewicz, who has done some stuff with USA Baseball. So he spent time around Walker Jenkins, who, by the way, did not make the USA 18 and under team. He had that hammock bone injury. I mean, that's the one red flag with Walker Jenkins. Hammock bone injury, injury yes. hip issue. Oh, Can he great. just find a way? Hip issue. Yeah, to stay healthy. <laughs> How does a kid have a hip issue? Yeah, nothing nothing over the top. But, yeah, I mean, there's been a couple injuries there <laughs> along the way. He's 
more a right fielder or corner outfielder, probably right fielder compared to center fielder. I sense the Twins feel that way, but they're not going to put a cap on exactly what position he is right now. Look for him to get about the slot. The slot for pick five is just over $7 million. He's got Scott Boris as his representation. I don't think Scott is cutting some sort of you know, deal for 6.6 or 6.5 million. So the twins can invest more money in some other picks. Now the twins fully expect to sign their top 10 round selections, but I'm just telling you, do not look for Walker Jenkins to be signing some sort of sweetheart deal. But the feedback from Minkiewicz from some others I've texted with is very, very solid on this outfielder from North Carolina. Dougie hates the twins now though, man. Very bitter at the Twins. Well, it depends. I mean, he's still very close with Latroy Hawkins. Oh, with you players, know, some yeah. Others. No, I'm saying, I'm saying the current administration. administration. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's not good. I'm it's sure he'd mind. love a job, right? I mean, like, he wants to coach full-time. He told me he's going back to school to get his degree so he can coach in college. You need to have that college degree yep. to coach in college. So that's where his mind is is set right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's, like, bad blood. Or anything. He liked a tweet that I put out that ripped the twins. Yeah, well, jumped that in there right away. Me. Like, yeah, so but that's the beauty of Doug, right? I mean, he's unfiltered. I mean, oh, I just God, I put yeah. the quarter in the machine. There you go. Let him right go. For you. But because Latroy right is on the Twins payroll, yeah, I know, and Latroy's one of his guys. Like, I don't think right he's going to go nuclear on on the Twins anytime soon. I did preface the uh, conversation with Doug by saying, "Hey, I want to ask you about a Rod," and he started chuckling, right? Because there still remains some bad blood there with Alex Rodriguez. Yes. Well, I said, "Hey, I, you know, I don't need anything from you on on A Rod, so we'll just we'll steer away from that topic." And he got a kick out of that. Fun. But always fun to catch up with uh, with Mister Minkavich. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Timberwolves, what can you tell us about the team that has – they've now played, if I'm not mistaken, two summer league games, correct? They have, yeah. I mean, I think, like, news-wise, I don't think this has been reported. I may have put it on threads. I am now on threads, nice. although I'm still getting used to threads. Don't yeah, have many so followers I. on threads, so, you know, who the heck knows who saw this. But Anthony Edwards's five-year contract – by the way, straight yep. five-year contract. There's not a player option in the fifth year. I think I mentioned that last week, but – I still was getting some questions in my Twitter feed, not my threads feed, but my Twitter feed the other day about that. It is a straight five-year deal. But anyway, the contract contains a 15% trade kicker. So oh. if Anthony Edwards gets traded, it becomes a bit more complicated. So that's that's another wrinkle with the contract. I mean, I think the thing you 
look at with summer league is you hope that Wendell Moore Jr.'s knee is okay. Sat out last night, you know, some soreness with the knee. I'm led to believe that's nothing over the top serious, but the fact that, that he couldn't play. I mean, you see the athleticism with Josh Minot. You can see, you know, the motor he plays with that there may be a pathway to him being in the rotation this upcoming season. Then you watch Leonard Miller. Like, there's a lot to like, but I'm not going to go all in on on Summer League. I remember a Summer League at Target Center many, many years ago. Skeetish Vili, right? There was a player that the Wolves had, Skeetish Vili. I remember the name. Right? Yes. And he just, he lit up Summer League. There's other examples of guys blowing up in the summer. But the Williams kid, you know, I mean, can you make a case for him being worthy of a two-way? I mean, whether it's with the Wolves or someone else. I mean, right now the Wolves have Luca Garza, Jalen Clark, and they did extend Matt Ryan a qualifying offer on the two-way, but could you make a case for the Williams kid, the guard, for getting that last two-way, cutting the cord on Matt Ryan? I also think there's a chance eventually the Luca Garza contract gets converted to a standard deal. That Right now it's a two-way, but don't be surprised if eventually, not immediately, but eventually that does get converted to a regular NBA contract. What's the uh, latest with Jada McDaniels? Are they, are they still? Do they want to lock him up before the season starts? I guess. What What is the latest contract negotiations with him? They do. Yeah, absolutely, Declan. I'm glad you asked that. But I put something out about seven to ten days ago that it was still going to be a while. That nothing was imminent. Now, as we sit here, seven to ten days later, yeah, I mean, nothing has has moved on that front. Not like the deadline is next week yeah. or early August. I mean, they still have months. To get it done. But yes, they would like to sign McDaniels to a contract extension before the deadline. And I guess it would be right next to opening night, right in that vicinity, somewhere first, second week of October. So still plenty of time to get it done. But yes, that's still very much on their radar. But talks have not gotten serious to this point. All right, sir. What else? Um, Oh, in fact, I meant to ask you because we talked about this, I think, last week. Is there any update on Matthew Dumba, who, unless I've missed it completely, still has not signed? And I keep getting tweets back, it's no surprise he sucks. He doesn't suck, first of all. Second of all, yes, he had some struggles here. But he is a right-handed shot defenseman. He's going to get paid. Is there an update from your sources on where things stand with a guy who I still think is gone from here? but he's going to sign a pretty good contract elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, that theme holds true as we transition to hockey, as I go back to basketball briefly, with yep. Jalen Noel of the Timberwolves. Okay, That people think he's still on the market. So what's going on there? No, he's not coming back to Minnesota. On him, he's just, they're waiting out this Damian Lillard situation. That that there should be an opportunity once once that roster move takes place that, Okay, if Damien ends up in Miami, but Miami sends out three or four guys, and Miami has some roster openings, or maybe Philadelphia. So Jalen Noel very much in a holding pattern until Damian Lillard gets moved. One other quick Wolves note, the Wolves had representation. A lot of free agents end up working out in Vegas during Summer League. So Ben sure. McLemore, some other guys were in the gym yesterday. Matt Lloyd from the Wolves front office had representation at that free agent workout with Ben McLemore, a couple other guys. All right, on Dumba, continuing to hear the same thing, that Arizona would love to wrap up a deal. They would have loved to wrap up a deal with Dumba late last week. They would love to sign him today. But the Coyotes sense that Dumba continues to wait for another team to create cap space via trade. Once they create that cap space, he will then sign. So there is no evidence to suggest 
that things will change here, that he'll end up back in a wild uniform. I suppose never say never as long as he is still out there. But the thought is he's going to end up somewhere else. But at this point, not Arizona. So is that Dallas? Is that Colorado? Is that Toronto who kicked the tires early in the process? San Jose. I saw speculation it's the Sharks. Maybe I've not heard that, but I'll defer to you on that. But at this point, Arizona has tried for so long, you know, going back many days, that if he were to go to Arizona, the deal probably would have been done by now. Dex, you got anything else? Nope, I was about to say. uh, Any other final scoops you got for us, sir? Yeah, so Dalvin Cook continuing to wait out, you know, the right financial offer. I, you know, I mentioned early in the process that the Jets were a team to watch. also mentioned the Cowboys. Don't necessarily see him in Dallas, but I know there were conversations, at least internally, in Dallas. You know, like a lot of people say Miami, and Miami wouldn't surprise me, but at this point, I'm starting to wonder if he ends up with they the Jets. They I heard. Correct. So that's why because I'm wondering the, really the Jets. The Jets definitely showed interest early on. Okay. And so with the Jets being all in, you know, just I would say keep an eye on on the Jets. I was with Kyle Rudolph, our buddy Rudy, this morning at, at his camp right. at Providence Academy in Plymouth. He is at peace if this is it, that the phone hasn't rang. I mean, he feels like he can still play if a team wants to call. Heck, he'd love to join a team in mid-August, not at the start of training camp, but halfway through training camp into the preseason. So he's staying in shape. Told me physically he feels pretty darn good. But at this point, he's very much at peace if this is it, if he has to retire. Hey, hey, I got a question, too, on the Lynx, who I think you went to see today as well. I was there, yeah. What the hell happened? I thought that they were on on perfect trajectory to get Caitlin Clark or Paige uh, Beckers, I did, this was a dumping clinic. They were tanking. It was a clinic. What happened? They're like 500 now. They're, they've totally turned things around, and they ain't going to get one of those players. Well, what happened was Seattle, Los Angeles, Phoenix have taken that approach, right? That the Lynx aren't quite bad enough, as bad as those teams. But there is clear separation. I asked Cheryl about this. I asked Lindsey Allen, Nafisa Collier. So you lose to the gold standard on Sunday, Las Vegas, right? And Las Vegas yeah. is an offensive juggernaut. That the yeah, Lynx's defense wasn't all that bad on Sunday. The Aces are just incredible shot makers, right? And like Lindsey said, we're pretty darn far away. Now that core in Vegas, you know, outside of Candace Parker, has been together for a while that it takes time. But yeah, like the Lynx aren't in the same universe as Las Vegas. So you would be better off losing. Now I will offer pause on Caitlin Clark on page Beckers. Judd, are we positive with all this NIL money in play? No, we're not. That both are going pro in April. Are we positive on that? No. And I I was told uh, from some friends when I, I was with Dawn in Iowa, that Caitlin Clark is making in excess of more than a million a year. So, no, we're not positive of that. That's a very fair point. So, I mean, maybe they do, but there is so much money to be made. Now in college? Yeah, you're right. Right? Good now, point. hey, there was money to be made previously in college, just, you know, under the radar. Now hush, hush. it's full yep. frontal now with, with NIL opportunities, name, image, likeness. And I'm just yeah, not right. positive that Caitlin and Paige are going pro. Now, there's other good prospects, but when you have Kayla McBride, Diamond Miller, Nafisa Collier, that threesome, like you're yeah. going to win 
some games. Heck, they play Dallas, the camp game, tomorrow afternoon at Target Center. Now, Dallas beat Vegas, so Dallas is really good. But the Lynx, that's a toss-up game tomorrow. The Lynx can win that game. They would head into the All-Star break 10-10, and 9-10 and 10 right now. They could be 10-10 and 10 after tomorrow at the exact halfway point of the season. Now, they started 0-6, so you're right. At 0-6, we thought, okay, this is trending in the right direction for a really good draft pick. Hopefully, it's a really good year for Diamond Miller that she continues to develop. You know, then she gets hurt, right? So you're like, what the heck is going on? But they were winning games when she was hurt. So you're like, you're winning games, but Diamond is hurt. But now Diamond's back. She looks really, really good. She hasn't missed a beat since missing those eight or nine games with that ankle injury. But yeah, I'm just telling you, Judd, I mean, they have enough easy games remaining on their schedule that I don't know if they finish 20 and 20, but they can finish with 16, 17, 18 wins that there's going to be three or four teams below them. So, yeah, it hasn't maybe worked out how some fans had hoped it would work out. All right, Dukes, thanks. We'll talk to you for more scoops on Thursday. Declan, uh, tell the people what they need to know. Yeah, hit that subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports entertainment on Mackie and Judd. We'll be back with Dukes on Thursday. Write that down predictions uh, coming up also tomorrow.